7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Greg, and good evening, everyone, and thanks for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Spot On on this Boxing Wednesday. And uh, tonight we have a special guest all the way from the U.S. That is the legendary referee, Mr. Tony Weeks, who's agreed to speak to us from Vegas. Uh, Mr. Tony Weeks has officiated a number of high-profile fights and is widely regarded as one of the best in the game. And he will give us a few minutes of his time shortly. And last week, someone asked us about Zolani Ted next fight well we'll chat to Zolani and his manager Mlandeli Tengimfene about the upcoming title defense it's been confirmed for the 30th of November and we'll also speak to Murutim Talane on the show he's the only boxer nominated at the South Africa's Sport Awards the SA Sport Awards and he's up for Sportsman of the Year and then we'll hear from Kwena Mwabelo on what we should expect on the TKO boxing show on SABC2 this Friday night but up next we speak to Mr. Tony Weeks if you have uh, if you want to weigh in please feel free to send us voice notes on whatsapp on 061-4104-107 and our studio number is 0891-104-207 and we take sms's on 41391 let me repeat that whatsapp number 061-4104-107 Eating sport stories of the day on safm and it's our honor now to welcome on the line a special guest on the show tonight. He's taken some time out of his busy schedule to speak to us, uh, Mr. Tony Weeks. Mr. Weeks, good evening, sir, from us on SAFM in South Africa. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Good evening. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for taking the time out. I do understand that you were going to go to class. Are you a lecturer or are you a student, Mr. Weeks? I give uh, seminars uh uh, for boxing officials, referees, yes. Oh, that's great! And how often do you do that? Uh, when I'm, when I'm pretty much uh, on call, you know, people uh, will set up uh, a, a date, time, and schedule, and uh, you know, I travel around uh, the world doing that. And and how crucial is it for for referees, Mr. Tony Weeks, to to refresh their memories, to get up to grips with the latest rules and the latest happenings in the sport? It is absolutely critical. Um, you you uh, you know the like in any in all sports, uh, you know uh, it's constantly evolving. You're constantly uh, uh, getting new fighters and and uh, people in the sport, and it's up to the officials uh, to keep up uh, with the with the latest. And uh, you know you want you don't want to be you don't want to become complacent. In, uh, in what you're doing, in your job. Your job is very, very important. You have mm. two lives in your hands. And, uh, uh, you know, it's very important that uh, you, you keep up uh, uh, with the latest. Are you happy with the state of officiating at, at, at the moment? And, and are there, is the new talent, are the young offici- officials coming through? Oh, yes. We have some great uh, talented officials uh, coming coming through and uh, uh, you know it's like I say a lot of them they not not only attend my seminars but attend seminars uh, with other commissions and and officials and you know uh, pretty much like you say everybody is you know pretty much on the same page you know with the unified rules of boxing and for you Mr. Weeks I mean where does the love for boxing come from when where did it all start for you Wow. Well, you know, I grew up uh, during the era of you know, Muhammad Ali yep. 
And, uh, you know, growing up in uh, Brooklyn, New York, uh, I was always fascinated with boxing. Uh, so I was always uh, into it. And uh, one thing led to another, and uh, I started refereeing, and here I am. <laughs> and, and when did you realize that you can make a career out of being a referee? And can you make a career out of being a referee, or do you have to hold another job? Well, uh, you know, it, 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 uh, it, it's, uh, it's not a scheduled job. You know, it's not a nine-to-five, regular nine-to-five job. You know, fights are scheduled periodically uh, throughout the uh, calendar year. And, uh, you know, it's not necessary that you, the commission or the promoters will uh, assign you to these fights. Uh, so uh, in that aspect, uh, yeah, you, you pretty much, you know, have to have a second job uh, or primary job, rather. Here in South Africa, we have referees that also double up as judges also. How does it work in the States or how does it work around the world? Is that the norm? What do you, what do you mean? What do you mean double up? Uh, are they, when they judge, they're just judging? And when they referee, they're just refereeing? Or when they're refereeing? At different times. At, at different well. times, yes. At different times. Uh, well, you know, it's good to know both skills. Um, in, uh, you know, uh, Knowing how to judge a fight, what to look for, what's the criteria, uh, you know, and, and being a referee, I can say knowing the rules and regulations and knowing how to apply those uh, rules and regulations. But it's very hard to do uh, both at the same time. You know, if you uh, referee in a fight, it's kind of hard for you to judge a fight uh, because you're enforcing the rules and regulations. You're, you're in a different mindset. Uh, but uh, apart. From that, uh, if you're doing it separately, it's a great thing. Mm. And and obviously, the knowledge of the sport is important. The rules are important. Are there any other qualities that you would, you would say are crucial uh, for one to become a top referee? Yes, uh, you must have great instincts. Um, you have to kind of foresee certain things that could happen uh, and know how to uh, prevent that from happening. Uh, so your, your instincts can uh, 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 tell you a lot. A lot of times, uh, uh, instinctively, I've made calls or instinctively I've stopped the fight mm. uh, because it's what you feel inside. And, you know, it was said to me when I first started uh, refereeing fights that uh, referees aren't made, they're born. So it's something that mm. you really have to have in you already. Okay, we've already got people wanting to speak to you. Um, Tembu is on the line from the Eastern Cape. Um, Tembu, good evening. Good evening to you, Tariso. We've got Mr. Tony Wicks on the line. What would you like to say? Hey, Tony Wicks, how are you? Good? I'm fine, brother. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. Well, I need you, man, to come down to South Africa to do some workshop for the ring officials and communicate with the DSAs, our mother bought on the boxing in South Africa. Yes. Yes, oh, absolutely. I, I, I come to the motherland. And uh, and help out uh, the brothers and sisters over there in terms of officiating. Uh, just let me know when and where. 
Definitely. We'll let you know. I know Boxing South Africa is always listening to our show, and I'm sure they've had that. And on that note, um, Mr. Weeks, I mean, you've officiated in some high-profile fights in your in your career. We were counting about over 800 bouts. There was Bernard Hopkins, Roy Jones, Floyd Cotto, Pacquiao De La Hoya, um, Hector Camacho, Philip Holiday, Canelo Cotto, Fury Klitschko. Is there any fight that stands out for you for any particular reason? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the uh, 2005 fight of the year, the first fight between Diego Corrales and Jose Luis Castillo. Mm. Uh, what a battle, what a fight, and what a uh, surprising ending uh, 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 to that fight. You know, um, it, uh, it's in the uh, history books as the, uh, one of the top 10 greatest fights in the history of boxing. Mm. And uh, do we have a voice note here? Oh, okay, we're not going to go to the voice note. And and how do you describe your style of refereeing, Mr. Weeks? Some have credited you for adjusting to what you see in the ring instead of boxers adjusting to your refereeing style. They're saying you're open to a bit of change in the way you manage a fight. Yeah, you know, I just go according to what I see and not overreact. Um, I let fighters fight. Um, you know, technically, you can, you can stop the fight every... Uh, two or three seconds because there's some type of violation. But as long as there's not, no unfair uh, practice or anything that uh, would interfere with the flow of the fight, you know, you let it go. And um, like I spoke on before, that's where your instincts uh, uh, comes in. It comes into play. Mm. There was a lot of talk in that fight that you officiated between Ward and Kovalev. Some felt you didn't want Ward enough about his low, bo- low blows. But you did clarify, though, that the belt was legal. Yes, yes. No, I, I, if you look at that fight, I, I, I did warn uh, Ward uh, about his uh, low blows. And they, were, they weren't really low. They were really borderline, you know. And, and, you know, so, yes. And how do you look back at that stoppage? Because some also criticize you for that stoppage, but it did seem like Kovalev did turn his back, though. Yes, you know, once a fighter is... Uh, unable to protect himself, you know, you, I, I, that's my job to come in and protect the fighter. And uh, uh, when Kovalov, uh, you know, his hands were down, uh, he was an open target and he could have been seriously hurt. Yeah. And and you've offi- officiated a few Floyd Mayweather fights. I mean, how is he in the ring? Is he is he the loudmouth that he is off the ring too? No, he's a real, real nice guy, you know. Um, uh, you know, Floyd, like you say, he's one of the best fighters in the history of boxing. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's an honor for me to, you know, have his name on my resume. And also, um, on, on, on that note, in your opinion, you've mentioned that you've been around in the days of Muhammad Ali before some of our time. In your opinion, who are probably the top three boxers of all time if you had to pick three? Muhammad Ali, not necessarily in this order, but Muhammad Ali, uh, Joe Lewis and Sugar Ray Robinson. And, and what made what makes Muhammad Ali so great? Uh, what what he was in in and outside the ring, uh, what he did for the sport of boxing, uh, how he touched the world, um, how uh, he was very uh, he truly exemplified a world champion. He fought around the world. Uh, he he walked the streets. He talked to the common people. Um, he was just accessible to everyone. And, uh, you know, at one time, he was the most recognized uh, human being on the planet. Mm. And and Sugar Ray? Sugar Ray Robinson, just like his name, he was sweet. Um, 
you when you watch this this man and his craft, uh, I've never seen a fighter throw a six punch combination with such speed and accuracy and his footwork and his timing. You know, he was a fighter before his time. And are you are you happy with the state of boxing at the moment? Some say we don't have the big names, we don't have the big stars of years gone by. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, that boxing has been around for years and it's going to be around. Uh, and uh, it just, uh, you know, with the resurgence of the heavyweight division, especially, yeah. uh, is generating a lot more interest in boxing. Uh, but no, uh, I'm very happy with the state of boxing right now. Is uh, uh, you just get more reputable champions and and uh, people fighting each other in their prime, and yeah, things would be good. Is there any prospect that excites you these days, and someone that you think will be a big star? Well, I can't as an official. I can't really speak on that, uh, but there's some good ones out there. Mm. And finally, Mr. Weeks, uh, the boxing community in South Africa is listening to us right now. Any words of advice for the up-and-coming referees in South Africa and on the African continent? Well, first of all, feel blessed that you're in the motherland and uh, feel blessed uh, that uh, you have the opportunity to, to become a, a referee. Just study your craft um, and, and uh, uh, recognize who you are uh, most importantly, have a love for the sport. Mm. Is whatever you get into is not so much for the money or for or for the fame or the glory, but for the love of the sport and respect the fighters that uh, have the courage to step in that ring. Before we let you go, we've got another. We've got on the line Amlande Litengimfena, who's Zolani Tete's manager. Uh, Tamla, we've got Mr. Tony Weeks on the line. What would you like to say to him? Hi, everybody. Tony, uh, it's love from East London. You were here yeah, being, you know, being one of our female boxers here. I, yeah. I can say up front, you, you did a good job. Thank you, brother. You did a good job, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. Tony, we also we also appreciate, Mr. Weeks, the time that you've given to us. I know you have to go back and, and, and give your lecture, but thank you very much for finding a few minutes to speak to us here in South Africa, and we hope we'll, we'll catch up with you again. Absolutely. You're quite welcome. And uh, once again, thank you for showing the interest in me. And uh, I look forward to coming back uh, to the motherland someday. Definitely. We'll make sure the authorities bring you back. Uh, Mr. Tony Weeks says you had the Boxing South Africa. He wants to come back. He wants to come and give back. He wants to come back to the motherland and uh, train some of our officials or just share his knowledge and his insight. Uh, that is the legendary Mr. Tony Weeks. There's that iconic picture of him. I forgot to ask him about that after that fight earlier this year with Padu Jack where he has blood all over his shirt. Mr. Weeks, that iconic picture has gone around the world. What do you make of that picture? Because it's a point of reference yeah, for a lot that, of people. Yes, that picture went went viral. Uh, that was the that was the bloodiest I've ever been. Um, it, it was a cut on the forehead and when you have a cut on the forehead, there's so many uh, 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 veins in there that you, 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 it's going to bleed profusely. Uh, uh, it was a, it was a pretty bad cut, uh, but the good thing about it was it was straight down the middle, so it wasn't going into his eyes. It was uh, flowing down uh, from his nose, but uh, it, it was a bloody fight. And you know, I give him, give Baidu all the credit for you know having the courage to go on. Uh, Checked with the doctors. The doctor said it was okay to let him go and. 
and he went on, but uh, he, you know, he lost the fight, but uh, he showed a tremendous amount of courage. <laughs> and people on Twitter are saying if the referee is like this, then that's what we like. And finally, is there any update on Patrick Day who was in a coma? Is it some, a story that you've been following? I haven't heard anything on his condition yet, but, you know, we're still sending out prayers. Okay, Mr. Weeks, thank you very much once again for speaking to us. It's an honor for us to talk to you here in South Africa. That is uh, the legendary uh, referee there, uh, Mr. Tony Weeks, speaking to us all the way from Las Vegas. He said he's got uh, 20 minutes for us because he actually had to... uh, not postpone his fight, uh, his his lecture, but he had to delay it by 20 minutes so that he can find uh, time to speak to us. And on that note, um, Patrick Day, as I mentioned, there's a boxer that is in a critical condition, uh, in a coma. His name is Patrick Day. He was uh, knocked out on a Saturday night. He was fighting against Chris Cornwall there, and uh, he had to be put on an oxygen mask in the ring and they had to take him immediately uh, to hospital. And uh, there was an open letter uh, that was actually written uh, by uh, Charles Cornwall, who who's the one that knocked out Patrick Day, and he really, really uh, feels bad. I can read you part of that letter. He says, if I could take it all back i would no one deserves for this to happen uh, to them i pray for you so many times and i've shed so many tears because i could not even imagine how my family and friends would feel i see you everywhere i go and all i hear is wonderful things about you i thought about quitting boxing after what happened but i know that's not what you would want i know that you were a fighter at heart so i decided not to but to fight and win a world title because that's what you wanted and uh, that was uh, the letter there written by charles uh, cornwall after um, he knocked out uh, patrick day who is now in a critical who's now in a coma and uh, his management actually patrick day's Management said he suffered a traumatic brain injury and is extremely, extremely critical. It was a 10th round knockout there on Saturday night. They were fighting for the USBA Super Welterweight uh, title. Uh, with um, He was fighting against uh, Charles Cornwall, who's unbeaten there in uh, Chicago. So uh, we also want to send uh, just our prayers to uh, Patrick Day and to his family, and we do hope that he comes out of it. Up next, as you heard, we're going to speak to Zolani Tetes Camp. By the way, even Errol Spence um, was in ICU a couple of days ago uh, he got in he was involved in a car accident actually um, in a ferrari he was leaving a nightclub at three in the morning um, his ferrari rolled a few times there's actually a video of, on, on social media uh, where he, he his car rolled a few times it flung him out um errol spence jr and they were saying that he's in a critical condition in hospital but they do expect him uh, to make a recovery whether he's going to fight again uh, it's not clear yet and as soon as we hear anything if there's anything that comes up uh, we will let you know about um, Errol Spence Jr. Up next we'll speak to uh, Zolani Tete and his camp, his manager Mr. Mlandeli Tengimfen. Across South Africa, online and on radio SAFM, let's talk so then a lot of people have been asking us, when is Zolani Tete fighting? You might have had the voice note or the message that we read last week towards the end of the show. And uh, we've got his manager, at Tamla, Mr. Mlandeli Tengimfene, on the line just to speak to us about the next fight for Zolani Tete. Good evening again, Tamla. Thanks for speaking to us again on SAFM. People have been asking about Zolani's fight. Um, I know that in September, firstly, there was a purse bid won by Frank Warren for the title defense. You must have been happy that Frank Warren won the purse bid. Very happy. Uh, I don't want to lie. We, we were very happy. In fact, 
that's one of the things that Frank Warren told us that he would make it a point that we, he wins so that we can fight we can fight whoever he, he wants us to fight. I believe the successful bid was three hundred thousand US dollars. Is that correct? And who else was bidding there? It was three hundred and one thousand US dollars mm. to be precise. Yes. Uh, the second one was the promoter of the of our opponent, who who put two hundred and fifty-eight thousand US dollars. Mm. And and yeah. now, so so just for those who are not aware, how it works with three hundred thousand dollars, how how does it get split between the boxes? The champion gets seventy-five percent. The champion, and then the challenger gets twenty-five percent. Okay, so it's that simple. In fact, if if it was won by by them and they would take it uh, to Philippines, it was going to be the champion 80% and the challenger 20%. Oh, so that's why it was good that Frank Warren and Queensberry had to win it then? Yes, they, no, no, they had to. They had to. If, if, in fact, that's when uh, Zolan and I said, then it means they are taking us serious. Yeah. They put everything to make sure that we, we defend in, in, under, in, under the, our promotion. And I believe that Birmingham is the chosen venue for the title defense. Are you also happy with that? Very happy, uh, very happy that we are going to Birmingham with Zolani. Um, KTF is there mm. for Zolani to defend his belt. This is it's going to be his fourth defense of, of his title. So we're very happy to go to, to Birmingham on the 30th of November. And is it is it because Zolani has a good following there in the UK? I remember when he beat Paul Butler in 2015, he impressed a lot of people. In, in fact, we wanted Liverpool. Liverpool to Zolani is his second home. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and Birmingham is not far from, from, from Liverpool. So we, we are hoping that everybody in Liverpool will go and come, come and, and support Zolani. Does he really have that support in the UK? What kind of support does he have? You, 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 you won't believe. Take Zolani, leave him in, in, in town in Liverpool. He will be stopped. In fact, you, you become frustrated if you are going with him because he is stopped all the way. He was, he was at some point, he was invited to attend a Liverpool match. He's known yes. by the Liverpool guys. So he, he, he in fact, I know for a fact that he's supporting Liverpool. And so he's loved, he's mm. loved that side. Mm. So have you guys been in camp now that everything has been confirmed? The first bid was won in September. Has he been training all this time? Can you believe that I am with Solani? Mm. Port Elizabeth. And we were there to 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 test his fitness. Mm. It's been four weeks in camp, so we went to 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 high performance in in, in Port Elizabeth to check how far he is from from the target that we have put for him. And he is there; he's almost there. Are you? Are you? Weeks. Sorry, Tamla. Yes, continue. Okay, I am with Zolani. We are, we are arriving in Islanda from Port Elizabeth where we took him for, for fitness test assessment. He has gone through, he has done very, very well. This is our fourth week in camp. I was about so to left. ask, yes. are you in that studio that was on SABC TV, that facility there? Um, I think we saw Ms. Pupuma there and you and Zolani on SABC News. Is that where you are? No, 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 no. That, that one is different. That one is in East London. Oh, I'm, now with, I'm with Mr. Pupuma and Zolani from PE mm. to, to make assessment in the high performance center from the Nelson Mandela University. Talk to us about that facility that we saw in, uh, on, on TV, that one that is in East London. What is that facility all about and, and, and who benefits from it? 
in fact, uh, we have a partnership with, with the Puma family, wife and husband. Mm. They, are, they are running, they are running a, 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 that, that studio. They are saying to us, La, for Zolani to be an elite boxer, he needs to follow a healthy diet. We'll provide a healthy diet for Zolani from day one till he gets into the ring. That's one. Secondly, they are also saying, let Zolani train here. We have a facility here that will, make, that will sharpen Zolani to be at his best. Zolani is an elite boxer. So there are two things that we are talking about here. Mm. The diet and that Zolani is going to be trained the way we want him to be trained. With diet, mm. living a healthy life. Does it mean then that you, you don't have to come to Joburg now before your big fights because that's what you used to do to finalize your preparations? Does that, does that facility now uh, help you um, not have to leave the province? Sariso, we have Johannesburg now in East London. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have to come to Johannesburg. We have our own little Johannesburg here. Mm. We found a space, uh, exactly what Johannesburg is offering us. It is now offered by Mr. Fofuma and, 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 and his wife in East London. That is great to hear. I hope, Mister. I hope you can pass the phone to Mister. Pupuma and he can tell us about this yes. facility. No, here he is. Here he is. Mister. Pupuma. Hi, sir. Good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Thank you, sir. We Thank didn't you, mean sir. to hijack you, but um, <laughs> when when I heard you, I was, were so, in, I was so surprised that I was given the phone, but it's okay. It's no, okay. When, when I heard that you were in the car, I thought that let me just get a word from you because we saw this story on SABC News about this facility where Zolani was yes, training sir. and Tamla was also there. Uh, just tell yes. us more about this facility. Well, the facility is based in... Sir? Yes, we can hear you, Mr. Pufum. Oh, okay. The facility is based in East London. Mm. Uh, basically, what we have done, we, we've made a studio uh, out of the house that we, we have uh the studios is a it's a first studio which concentrates on your body body workouts and the other one concentrates on some weights we don't put much of weights we concentrate on body weight uh lifting so that studio is uh, is giving Zolani exactly what he needs in terms of his, his physique and where we want him to be mm-hmm. and uh what we do is exactly what Tamla would want from us if they give us a goal and we work with that goal so we don't do things our way. We do things as they want. And and is it just for, for Zolani? Is it just for professionals or is it open for other people? It's open for everyone, for the community as well. And uh, whoever wants to join, uh, they can come here. How did the idea come about, Mr. Pupuma? Well, if I can tell you, it's a long story. Uh, it started from my diagnosis. Uh, I went with my wife to check all the tests. Uh, about my healthy lifestyle, and they found that I, I have a high cholesterol, uh, which was very abnormal, and it almost uh, took my life. So my wife was uh, was very, very, very uh, not happy about it, and then she started researching about the stuff that we, I have to take in order to be in the right uh, health and everything. So that's where the passion started for the healthy lifestyle and the training. Wow. And and where exactly is it in East London? It's in Southernwood, uh, East London. Awesome. Uh, number 10, Belgravia. Okay, great stuff. Yes, Please pa- then pass back. Thank you for speaking to us. You can give Tamla the phone again. Thank you so much, Sarisa. Thank you, Mr. Pupuma. Tamla, we've got a, v- a voice note for you here. Um, let's play it. 
Good evening, good evening, Tabomusi and Yabulis and Alapa, Glendo Taguti, um, Tamla and Abulis of Tamla, in Kalubozam. I just want to ask just a simple thing How does Utamla manage to use the deity? How did he see him from when and until now? How did he see him? Kalubozam is a low question. Okay, thanks for that, Tamla. Okay, how did you get to manage Uzolani? When did you find him and what did you see in him that you've stuck with him up until now? Oh, yes. Um, you, know, you know, Uzolani, we, we, we met a long time ago. He, I took him to, to Nick Durant because I was, I was in Johannes back then. So he was under my watchful eye. Mm. But then at some point he had, he had issues uh, with Nick. Uh, so he said to me, Kamla, I'm leaving Johannesburg for East London. What am I going to do? Uh, he said, and then I said, no, Zolani, you can't do that. Remember, I'm, I'm not into boxing. I'm just a fan. Mm. He said, no, no, Kamla, I want you to manage me. So he approached me to say, manage me or else I'm quitting boxing. So I, I had to say, no, 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 then if you, that's the choice, I'm, I'm not going to allow you to quit boxing. Let's, let's do it. That's how, that's how it started. And our first fight, can you believe, it was an elimination in Mexico mm. when Zolani fought um, uh, Sanchez Jr. Mm. And in papers, it was said, Zolani is going with a novice, a four-rounder. <laughs> all, all those names that you can't believe. This is a four-rounder. And I roped in Megizami again. Yes. Uh, we went there and we won the fight, and that uh, uh, everything else is history. Zolan has never lost since 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 that fight. How do you describe the journey? At the beginning, the journey was not easy. Uh, it is now becoming clearer and clearer. But one thing that Zolan said to me when we started, he said, "Tamla, I want I want to be a world champion, and and I want to be a unified." Uh, champion. So at least I've, I've achieved the first one. I, I need I need to achieve the second one to make Zolani an undisputed world champion. That's the goal. Immediately guess that I quit boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I quit. I don't you, have to you lie. I just want him to be an I, 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 undisputed world champion, and then I quit. Okay, let's go to the voice note. We've got another one here. Uh, good evening, uh, Tabiso and your listeners. When Kalun Buzele Manapo Gutamla, Ingaba, I work on Amatuba when Dobaglonyak Zayo Zolani, and a challenge I win a between Uino, not between Uino, not Done, I win a Yabu, I challenge and Jabin's unification next year, Pago 2020, and then Sears and Dobag and Ozolan Pegapam, Zimbala Makulka Kul, Chengabasaka and Kulka Kat, Umyabakal Island and Ngosaba. Okay, and go some Tamla? Um, that, that's the ultimate goal. Mm. Let me tell you up front. We are, as we were trying to be with Zolan, I was saying to him, Zolan, you, can, you have seen uh, on the 7th, they are unifying. Mm. So there will, there will be two belts there. There is another belt that will be seen. It is still there hanging, and you have your own. Let them, all of them, unify. Let Inoua beat everybody. You, you know, must have WBA, must have IBF, and WBC. He is not an anti up until he fights you. Mm. So I'm waiting. 
And on that I note, before we pass the phone to Zolani, I mean, psychologically, how has the team recovered after having to pull out on injury in that uh, in that WBSS series, after having to pull out through injury? How has everybody recovered from that? It was a devastating blow. I'm, I must say up front, it was a blow. Uh, but, uh, but I had to, to lift myself first and, and let Zolani uh, follow me. Mm. Otherwise, it was it was devastating uh, because we wanted to fight Tone, uh, and Zolan wanted to fight Tone. You, you, you know, Tabiso, four days before the fight, you are told after spending about ten ten weeks in in pre- preparation for the fight, and you are told uh, that Zolan, let, let's not take this fight. This is what I said to him: that we can't take this fight. Uh, we can't risk. Because should we risk? Fight three rounds, the injury comes up again. Mm. And you well, you'd lose your title. So it, it, it was a bit tough. But then now we're here. And I told him that you still have your WBO. You will defend it. Don't worry. And in, in six weeks' time, he will be in the ring defending his belt. Had we took that, 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 that opportunity and we failed, Zolan wouldn't be fighting on the 30th of November. Mm. So we're fine. Okay, great stuff. We're ready. Great stuff. Tamla, thanks for speaking to us. We're going to speak to Zolani, uh, and now he's actually on the line. Uh, Champ, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us again on SAFM. Good evening, Putuam, and thanks for having me on the show. How is that shoulder now? Is Are you healed? Is everything okay? People have been asking us about you. No, the shoulder is healed, Putuam. I just want to assure people that uh, my shoulder injury is healed. I'm ready to fight. Um, I just want to be in the ring as we speak. And mentally, how how did you deal with the injury? Uh, you know, as an elite fighter, you need to to be able to control such things. Yes, mentally they disturb, uh, but you need to to let it go. You know, because mentally you don't have to be disturbed. So the team that I have now made sure that uh, it doesn't disturb me at all mentally. And if it did, they made sure that they are bringing me back to. An, back on track so i've got a good team with me and i believe i've been i've been doing well since the injury and up until now i'm still in in, in a sharp mind did you have to have an operation no 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 operation was done okay now let's talk about the upcoming fight you're fighting john real casimero did you watch the eliminator between him and ramirez yes i i did watch him fight ramirez it was a good fight uh, and i believe well, once you step in, in the squaring with me, uh, it will be a different story. What do you make of him? What are you expecting from Casimiro? Oh, Casimiro is a good fighter. He's a boxer. Uh, he's got power, according to him. Uh, and I believe once you step inside the squaring with me, uh, things will be different. And he's fighting a very tall southpaw, a very sleeky southpaw, powerful, and, and, and a hungry world champion. Tamla said he's very happy that you're going back to England. You're going to Birmingham. Uh, how do you feel about going uh, about going there? Because I believe you've got a lot of support that side. No, I'm very happy going to fight there in Birmingham. Uh, it's going to be the first time fighting in Birmingham. Normally we go to Liverpool or mm-hmm. Belfast, but that's UK. And you know, when you talk about UK, uh, my name and UK are, are in the same sentence. So it's one. It's my family, if I can say. Uh, I'm looking forward to the fight because I know the fans will fly from wherever they are to make sure they're in Birmingham to watch me fight. So come the 30th November, uh, it will be a good fight. 
Your fourth defense, Zolani, how much does it mean to you? Uh, you know, this defense means a lot to me uh, because I believe last year I met up uh, with the WPO president, Mr. Paco, mm. and he said to me, Zolani, you see what I'm wearing? He was wearing a ring, a mm. WPO ring. He said, you need five defenses, then you can wear this ring, same as mine. So that was my ultimate goal to make my defenses and to make sure that I get to that to that fifth defense and make sure I make a uh, try and 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 make the the record of uh, uh, also unify the division because that's our main aim. So you're also looking at that Inoue Donair fight on the seventh. Yes, uh, my eye is on that fight as well. Uh, you know, uh, I was supposed to fight Nonito yeah. last uh, early this year in April, but I got that injury. Uh, I believe uh, one of them, whoever wins, uh, will have to face me sometime this year. I don't want to wait. I hear Utamla says, no, I must wait for you know to collect the WPC. I don't want to wait for that. Uh. Whoever wins on that fight, uh, I'm giving Utamla my request. Utamla, whoever wins on that fight, make sure that my next fight, after Casimero, I'm fighting the winner of that, of that fight. So you believe you'll easily you'll get past Casimero? No, no, no. I do get past Casimero. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a former two-time world champion, but he's not going to stand in front of my way. Have you spoken to Muruti about Casimero? Because he's fought Casimero and you fought Muruti <laughs> also. <laughs> no, no, no. We haven't spoken to Babyface about Casimero. And I believe uh, I've got his contacts with me. Uh, we will be in touch and try to find out what are the strong points of Casimir on the weak points. But I have also got a good team that are working on that as well. But I, I think to have an experience from Umuruti will, will, will add on what we have here. And and what do you think will be key in this fight against against Casimiro? You said that you're quite you're quite tall. Obviously, are you going to be relying on your reach? Of course, my reach uh, will, will will play there. Uh, my sharpness is also going to play the role. And I believe Ocasimero doesn't have to be close to me. Uh, I, as much as I'm going to go in clean in the ring, I need to come out clean. Mm. That's, that, that's our game. And what's the plan? When do you plan to leave? How much time do you want to spend there in Birmingham before the fight? It uh, depends to my manager, Utamla. Uh, mm. If they're giving us 14 or 7 days, it's up to him. Uh, as for my side, I'm up for anything. Uh, Birmingham is, 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 is almost as South Africa, but I know now I think it's winter time to them. Mm. But yeah, it's almost feel, it, it feels like I'm home when I'm there. Okay, great stuff. Zolani, we wish you all the best. We'll hopefully catch up with you just before you leave uh, for Birmingham uh, for that fight against Casimero on the 30th of November. But thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM. Thank you very much, Putom. Thank you. That is Zolani Tete, uh, Tamla also speaking to us, and Mr. Pupuma that we uh, had to hijack and find out about this facility that everybody's talking about. I saw after it was on TV that people were even asking me, uh, where is this facility and all of that, because some thought it was actually in PE. I think w- one of the reports had said it was in PE, but now it's been confirmed that it is in uh, is London there. And we've got Murutim Talani on the line. He's been nominated as a Sportsman of the Year for the SA Sport Awards and he joins us on the line. Muruti, good evening. Thanks for speaking to us on SAFM, champ. Hello, Muruti, can you hear me? Yes, no, I can hear you properly. Okay, good. I was saying good evening and thanks for speaking to us. 
Okay, no, good evening, Chaviso and all the listeners. We we actually, before we speak about the SA Sport Awards, we just spoke to Zolani Tete now. He's fighting Casamero. And you've actually fought yes. both of these guys. You've beaten both of these guys. How do you see this fight going? Uh, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good fight for boxing. Uh, but uh, I think Zolani Tete has got a good chance to win the fight against Casimero. If you had to give him some advice, he says he's going to call you sometime. What advice would you have for him? <laughs> mm, I will give I will give Zolani advice because he's a good boxer. He's tall. He's got a rich advantage to keep uh, Casimero at bay and box him till the end of the fight. And when you fought uh, uh, Casimero back in 2011, I mean, you knocked him out. What did you make of, of him at the time? Mm, I think uh, Casimero, after I beat him, you know, improved very well. To his fight, he's, he's, he's improved. Like Zolane, after I fought him, he improved very well. So it's going to be a good fight. Uh, like uh, Casimero, he was still young when I fought him, and Zolane mm. was still young when I fought him as well. But now... Yeah, I think they're going to make a good show. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about you now, Muruti. You've been nominated for the for the SA Sport Awards. I mean, what does it mean for you to be nominated here at, at the SA Sport Awards? Uh, I would say uh, to me it's a big thing ever because it's for the first time I'm nominated in the SA Sports Awards. Uh, for boxing as well, it's a good thing because one of the boxers is me. I'm nominated for the Sports Awards. Award. Most of the time it's other sports like soccer, like yeah. athletics, but now um, it, it's a good thing for boxing. Yeah. I had Minister Natim Teto, the sports minister, speak very highly of you when he was announcing these awards. How did you find mm-hmm. out? When did you find out? Uh, I found out on Friday evening, I think, yeah, yeah, Friday, mm-hmm. that I'm nominated. And uh, to be honest, I didn't even think that I would be nominated. It came as a surprise to me. Yeah. But 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 now that you nominated, surely you sh- you, you you believe that uh, you 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 deserve to be there. I mean, you've defended uh, your title, your your IBF mm. title twice uh, in 2018 and 2019, and both those defenses actually uh, fall within the period where they judge the sport awards. Mm. No, I think uh, like to be honest, I did uh, very well. Since like like you said, 2018 and 2019, no, I did well for South Africa. I deserve to be nominated as uh, in the sports award. Yes. And by the way, this man defended those titles outside of the country, so it shows what a true champion uh, that he is. How much do you know about these other guys that you are up against? There's a guy called Chadley Claw and another one called Andy Beckett. Mm, Andrew Beckett, I don't know much about him. I know more about uh, Chet because he's been nominated uh, in different awards as well. He's a swimmer, no, he's good. Yeah, so I know. I know him. I don't know the other one. I know Chetley Claus. Mm, the other one does canoeing, actually. Um, mm, uh, mm, Andy, mm. Andy Beckett is a canoe champion, yeah? part of the SA team that also went uh, to the World Champs in China um, earlier this year. And you, you've defended your title, as I mentioned, twice now. I believe that you're going back for a third defense in December. Um, has that been confirmed? Because there are reports that are saying that you'll be fighting in Japan. Mm, yeah, no, the fight is confirmed. Now I'll be defending my title on the 23rd um, of December uh, in, to, in Yokohama, um, Japan, against Akiri Yakeshi. So I'm looking forward to that fight. So I'm already started my preparation for that fight.
Yeah. And do, do you know anything about this guy? No, not yet. I haven't. I, I don't know anything about him. I'm still gonna check him on YouTube um, of the style of how he fights. I'm still gonna check him. Yes. Yeah. Then when we're preparing, then we're gonna study him and come with a strategy how we're gonna beat him. And you're going back outside the country, Muruti. Have you said, I, would you say that you're getting used now to fighting outside of the country? Is it something that bothers you because even Zolani has to go and defend outside of the country? Mm, I would say it's not easy at all to fight away from home, but uh, I'm used to it now. Mm, mm, like it didn't happen. I thought my next defense will be here at home, but things didn't work out the way we were planning. So. I'm happy because the now, fight, now the fight is confirmed that I'm defending. As long as I fight, doesn't matter whether home or outside, as long as I'm going forward with my career. Mm. Yeah. And, and for those maybe who, who, who might not understand why is it that you defend outside of the country, is it basically a money issue, the promoter who stages the fight decides where you fight? Uh, I would say here at home, hey, the problem is the promoter who can stage me a fight. That's why calling my manager, get me fight uh, uh, overseas. Because here, I don't have any promoter, you know. Mm. So it's very hard for me to get a fight here at home. Yeah. Mm. And so now you're fighting on the 23rd of December, as you said. Does that mean you've been in camp? Are you going to start? Are you going to go to camp? Mm, yeah. Um, even last year, I fought in December, the 31st in yes. Macau. So it's not for the first time it happened. So <laughs> I think, uh, no, I'll be ready for sure. No Christmas for me like last year. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and just finally, Muruti, before we let you go, your stablemate Kongo is also fighting next week. I mean, uh, from what you've seen in the gym, how is he looking and, and, and what do you make of his fight? First of all, I'll, I wish uh, Kongo a good luck as uh, they're leaving soon to Thailand. Mm, I do believe mm, he did everything in the preparations. I was there helping him with the sparring. I do, he's in a good shape for sure. He's got chances to beat the champion, even though I haven't watched, I, I haven't seen the champion fighting. But Kongo is in good condition. Yeah, I'll say that. No I one wish is, him all the best. No one is giving him a chance against this champion here who is 53 and oh, a record that's better than Floyd Mayweather. Do you think he's got a chance? No, I do believe he's got a chance. Box, it's boxing. The, the dead guy has got two hands and Conway has got two hands and he's well prepared for him. He was training to beat him for sure. He's not going there to lose. He's going there to take the title and bring it home. No. Yeah. That's the spirit. That's the spirit. That's what we like to hear, Moruti. Thank you very mm-hmm. much for speaking to us. We wish you all the best on the 10th of November at the SA Sport Awards. I believe will be held in KZN this year. Okay, no, thank you very much. Thank you, Muruti Mtalane, the baby face, uh, fully deserving of that nomination at the SA Sport Awards. He's up for Sportsman of the Year alongside Andy Bickett and Chad Leclos as the former sports minister Figila Mbalula would say. And let's turn, uh, let's now speak to Kwena Mwabelo. Let's find out what is coming up on the TKO Boxing Show uh, this Friday night. We always build up to it. Uh, Kwena, good evening. Thank you very much for uh, speaking to us on SAFM. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and thank you very much uh, for inviting me uh, back home. It's good to be back on South Africa's news and information leader. You took the words out of my mouth. I was about to ask, how does it feel to be back on SAFM? 
<laughs> well, it feels surreal to be on the other side of the microphone, but yeah, it's it's, it's great. It's it's good to be back. Uh, you know, after years, it's great to be back. But yeah, it's it's been, yeah, it's, it's been wonderful. And I see you guys are doing a great job there. I love this uh, Boxing Wednesday. I've been listening to Maruti, a uh, fantastic young man, and uh, really expect um, him to get the nod at the South African Sports Awards. Definitely. And and, and and thank you very much. Also, we're following in your footsteps here. I know you held the fort here for nine years. We used to listen to you, uh, Gwena, right here on SAFM. But let's talk about um, the TKO. For those not familiar, maybe with the show, as the anchor of the TKO, how do how would you describe the show? Well, um, simply, Tavisho put, it's a boxing magazine show um, that airs every Friday on SAFM, on, on SABC2. That's <laughs> <laughs> allowed. <laughs> On SABC2, um, and uh, we are on from half past 10. I know it's a, it's not the most comfortable time on a Friday evening, but, you know, the powers that be have deemed it fit to put it there. We will not enter into that. And uh, and every last Friday, we are an hour early at half past nine because it's a two-and-a-half-hour show. Uh-huh. Uh, so basically, and we, we cover really... Uh, the latest uh, sporting uh, events in terms of boxing, we have highlights. Uh, we also have like uh, every time on the show, we go back in history to talk about what happened on the day. And, and lately what we've been doing is giving you more recent fights. Yes. They're not live, but they're more recent. It's fights that have, could probably have happened a week or two weeks before. Yes. And by the way, that no-go-go fight that we were talking about last week was actually on the TKO Boxing Show on Friday. What's coming up this Friday? I believe you have a couple of boxers in studio, two or three. Yeah, well, this this, this week um, it's going to be completely different uh, as we just will be talking to boxers. Uh, you know there's this big, much-anticipated fight between Kule Komsongo and Jamini. Uh, uh, mm. They are rivals. They've been talking it up, and both of them, They've got the experience. They've got a lot to prove. And if you uh, remember how both they fought against uh, Wade Cross, both of them have beat Wade Cross. Kamini has a slightly better advantage in that he won his last three fights leading into this one. From Shongo, it has been on and off. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, if anyone has watched Nkululekum Shongo fight, the you bulldog. can never, ever, ever disregard him going into the fight. He looks slow. He looks like he is playful. But ask any boxer, Taviso, and, and I challenge you to do this. Ask any boxer who has sparred with Nkululekum Songo. They will tell you, for this guy, he's so hard. His punches are painful. And that's what makes him one of the uh, of the best. So we'll have both of them uh, leading up into this fight. We're expecting um, a little bit of uh, a razzmatazz, as it were, <laughs> in the studio. Uh, because they, they don't really like each other. I'll put that in brackets, not in a bad way. But it's a rivalry, and it's going to be a great match. And 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 for Zamini, I mean, is is this one that he has to win, considering that age is no longer on his side? Also, well, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be realistic. Both of them. Eh, I mean, they are my age. They're not your age. So, <laughs> so <laughs> age is not on their side. Um, it's, look, and and the sad reality, uh, time is on on a bit of a more serious note is that when boxers get to this age, mm. uh, you know they, they have a lot to fight for. They need to secure their future. They need to fight for money. And um, two weeks ago, we had uh, Uno Meva in studio, and he was saying yes. that he doesn't want to fight for anything less than half a million. Yes. And you can't blame him uh, because South African boxers, South African sports people, end up poor because. 
they don't make money. So I think for Nkululeko and, and for, for Damini, it's really about making sure that uh, they keep fighting, they keep making money. And, and look, both of them are experienced. Both of them, one can, can say that they're uh, slightly old, but the, the experience for me is what I'm looking forward to because I'm expecting a very tough and tactical fight from these two boxers. And is there any other boxer in studio, or do you want to save that for Friday? We, we, we're having, no, no, we're fine. Um, we, we're having Kevin Lorena coming through. Uh, and as you know, with Kevin Lorena, it's going to be a bit of a more controversial thing. It will be a year since he was found guilty of doping. But um, history will tell you that in February he was cleared of that doping. Mm. But we just want to find a story from him as to exactly what happened. How did that derail it in any way? And then maybe as an advice for other boxers to say, what can you stay away from? Because he says he took medicine, his wife's medicine. Uh, you know, and that's yeah. why he tested positive to a banned substance. So we'll just trace the story, get it from the horse's mouth to see what actually happened, the comeback, being cleared. And I mean, we know that he came back, he fought um, uh, last month, as it were, on the 21st, yeah. and he won comfortably. Uh, so we'll just talk about that, but all, more importantly, just about what was it like uh, when it, it, it got a message that you have been found guilty uh, of doping, a banned substance has been found in your urine and your blood sample. We just want to trace the story from him being cleared and going forward. Okay, looking forward to that. Then Friday night, 10.30, SABC2, right? Absolutely. 10.30 every Friday, every last Friday of the month. Uh, we are an hour earlier, it's uh, at half, half past nine, because we have uh, a two-hour show. Okay, Gunam Mwabelo, anchor of the TKO Boxing Show on SABC2. Thank you very much. And a former anchor, of course, of the sports show right here on SAFM. We're going to end the show with this voice note. Evening, this is Tulan from Gautama. The way boxing is run throughout the world, and I'm blaming the corners of the boxers. As you can see, if your boxer is struggling to fight, why don't you raise the white tower so the match must stop? Because if now these things are allowed to continue, like the boxers have died because of promoters and the trainers who want their boxers to win at all costs. So, even this guy we are saying now is from coma, is a, is a disgrace for boxing throughout the world. So, if a boxer, trainer, or owner, or manager says the boxer is struggling to fight, why don't you stop the fight? Okay, I think that voice note is referring to that story uh, that I mentioned of uh, Patrick Day, who is in a coma after his fight against uh, Charles Cornwall. We're going to have to leave it there then. We'll be back tomorrow between 7 and 8. It is time.